them and said, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And the second reading is also from Matthew chapter 19. Then little children were being brought to him in order that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid his hands on them and went on his way. This is the word of the Lord. Now, provided all works as it ought to, um, we're going to listen and see a message from Ian. Uh, who finished his isolation in um, Middlesbrough, I think it was, uh, a couple of days ago, and went all the way to his mother's yesterday in order to record uh, this morning's message. Uh, I got confirmation last night at 25 to midnight to say that it was on track, and so we ought to be able to listen to it and see it now. Good morning. Last week, I found out one of my children had caught COVID. She's recovering very well, by the way. So can I say at the start, thank you for all of your prayers. But it's meant I've spent the past eight days isolating. And I'm recording this Father's Day message in my mother's home and what was, for most of his life, my father's house. As I look around this room, I see so many memories of my dad from the photos on the wall, like the one behind me and the others that I've had to take down to record this message through to the examples of his woodworking skills that I see in this room. Because like Jesus, my dad was a carpenter through to his almost very presence that I still feel in this room because my dad spent much of his last 10 years in this room. While I've been isolating, I've been hearing at least for part of the time that it's been hot in Jersey. Is it true? Well, as I look around this room, I realise all I can show you this morning is a postcard view of my dad. It's the view my own children have of him, whereas my own experience is from being on the beach with him. I wonder... How often is our best view of God the Father taken from someone else's recollections, a postcard view, rather than our own of sitting on the beach, enjoying his presence and feeling his love? The most important thing for you to know about God, whoever you are, is to know, is to experience his fatherly love for you in your heart. Now, my father wasn't perfect. Whose is? Father's Day, like Mother's Day and other national celebratory days, as well as the other local dates of significance, can bring up all sorts of memories for us, can't they? 
For some of us, we've been blessed to know the love of our earthly fathers, whereas for others, it perhaps is more tougher. Our experiences may have been of an absent father, or even worse, an abusive father. We may have been abandoned by our father. We may have only known adopted father and never have met our biological father. This year, you may be watching your father fade away, or it might be the first year without your father being with you. It hurts. As you watch this message, whoever we are, we all have a father who's left an impression upon us. As Dan Ortland writes, whatever our situations, the good in our earthly dads is a fainter portrait of the goodness of our heavenly father and the bad in our earthly dads is a photo negative of who our heavenly father is. Likewise, whoever we are, we all have a heavenly father because we're all God's children. The most important thing for you to know of God is to know, is to experience his fatherly love for you in your heart. To not be left with someone else's recollections, a postcard view of him, but to know your own experiences of being with him on the beach. In the Gospels of Jesus' life, there are only two instances where we hear God the Father speak out loud. One was at Jesus' baptism and the other was at the transfiguration. On both occasions, the words are nearly identical that God speaks. And the common words are these, this is my son the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. If Jesus needed to hear those words and be reminded of those facts, how much more do we? To know validation is crucial for men, especially God's validation, but to know God's love. Met Jesus's deepest human need to be loved by his father. To know God's love meets our deepest human need to be loved by God, our heavenly father. You may say this morning, well, this is Jesus, not me. And this is where our two short Bible stories about children fit in. In one of these stories, Jesus shows us, if you like, God the Father's welcoming love of embrace to us, an invitation to all. And in the other, he shows us how we can experience that fatherly love for ourselves. Unlike today, where parents can often revere their children, in Jesus' day, children were viewed and treated as insignificant and unimportant. And we see that attitude played out in one of our Bible stories with the attitude of the Jesus' disciples. Imagine this scene with me. As parents are, are rushing to bring their children, their little children to Jesus, that he would pray for them and give them a blessing. Perhaps imagine this thing. We can imagine the hustle and bustle, perhaps a little bit of pushing and shoving. And then we notice the frowns on the disciples' faces that are then played out in their words. Go away, will you? Jesus isn't bothered with you. He's too busy for you. I sometimes wonder whether those words of the disciples are the words we hear in our heads, imagining God our Father speaking to us. Instead, Hear the words of Jesus to those parents and in rebuke of his disciples. Let the little children come to me and you come too as his parents. Come and receive my love. Was not that the message of Jesus repeatedly? An invitation to come? Well, you may say, okay, this is Jesus's view, but not God's. As if there's some difference between the two. 
Remember the occasion when Jesus was asked by one of his disciples, Philip, to show them the Father? And do you remember Jesus' response? Come on, remember with me. Jesus said, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. In God the Father, there is no unchristlikeness at all. In Jesus' words, we hear God the Father's voice. In Jesus' actions, we see God the Father's intentions. In our other Bible story, we're shown the picture, though, of how we can experience God our Father's love for us by coming as a child in humility. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can be so full of my own self-importance. As men, we're often conditioned at an early age to be seeking a competitive edge over others. Now, while I'm not one of those who subscribes to the view, it's all in the taking part, there is an unhealthy interest, desire, drilled into us as men to be competitive at school, in sport, at work, that we can take too far. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, it means that when we enter a room of people, we're already assessing where we rank and looking for a way that we can gain an advantage over others. We search and strive to be the greatest, which is exactly what the disciples had been doing, as we hear in an earlier discussion in the Gospels. The problem is with who's the greatest. It's this. There will always be someone greater. And there was and is. Jesus Christ who showed us what true greatness meant as he came in humility as he humbled himself on a donkey and rode into Jerusalem and as he died on a cross for you and for me it would have been very easy these past days in isolation to have been full of my own self-importance and if I had those days would have gone differently it would have been childish behaviour rather than childlike Instead, I've learned to come in humility to God and receive his love as my heavenly father. It was C.S. Lewis who said, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. In this so-called month of pride, I'm humbled. Humbled to remember again what the pages of the Bible say from cover to cover, the words that Jesus heard and said, God is my loving father. God is your loving father. I hope you hear those words today and come to him in humility because as A.W. Tozer said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. In closing, as I look around this room, there's a memory I want to share with you of being sat in this room with my father. It goes back to 1982, just after my 12th birthday. And I'm sat in this room with my dad, having just watched Alex Higgins win the World Snooker Championship, the biggest snooker tournament in the world. And he's just about to receive the trophy. And as he's about to receive the trophy, he notices in his sightline at the edge of the arena, his baby daughter. All he wants is for his baby daughter, his little child, to be brought to him. And so he keeps prompting for his daughter to be brought forward. But there's so much going on. The the crowds and the celebrities, the photographers, the sponsors, all wanting their piece of him, not to mention the tens of millions like me and my dad who are watching at home on TV. He surely doesn't mean it. But he keeps beckoning for what seems like an age for his daughter to be brought to him. And eventually she is. All Alex Higgins is bothered about in that moment isn't the trophy or the cheque, but it's to express his love towards his daughter. 
as I watched on with my dad, that image of Alex Higgins with his daughter is a fainter portrait of the true goodness of God our Father's love towards each one of us as his children. May you know today, whether as a little child or if you're more mature, the view from the beach of your Heavenly Father's unconditional love for you. Shall we pray together? And as we do, you might want to open your arms like this in a posture of humility to just receive Jesus' love once more. Let us pray. Loving Heavenly Father, as we pray to you now with our arms open, we just pray, come and receive your love. May we come and receive your love. Come and reveal your love to us now. May we know how special we are. May we hear your words that we are your children and of how much you love us. And may we know and experience your love not just in this moment now but through this day and the days and weeks to come. In Jesus' name. Amen.